0: Welcome to the New Beginnings Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here. We pray God speaks to you through this message and through His Word today. For more information about our church, please visit our Facebook page. Now let's tune in to this week's message.
1: Well, we want to welcome you tonight to the Wednesday Night Bible Study. And I just want me to say this as we begin, we begin. We miss you guys. Yes, very We miss much. the interaction of our conversations And uh, so I need you guys to, you know, comment on the things that we're teaching on. And we'd like you to, you know, ask us some questions. I didn't get anything on my email uh, recently. So if you have any questions, and I know, Diane, you have a lot of questions or comments. uh, So we will take your comments and your questions and and apply them. What we're going to do is we're going to do a study on the seven sayings of Jesus while he was on the cross. And I know that's after Easter, but we still need to study the Word, and uh, mm-hmm. it's important for us to do that. And uh, as Ann and I have been getting this ready, uh, she said to me the other day, she said, "We need to do just one of these a, a time, because it's so important, and there's so much stuff to share." So that's what we're going to do. I'm going to take part of it. She's going to take part. So we're going to go back and forth. But uh, let's just pray and ask God's blessing on us. Lord Jesus, we thank you for what you've done for us through the cross.
0: Yes, Lord.
1: Through your life, your death, burial, you, and resurrection, and what you're doing now. God, we just pray that you would just bless this word. And Lord, open our hearts, our minds to what you want to say and share with your people and let them receive it. I pray, God, that you give them uh, understanding. You give them wisdom, knowledge, and Lord, help them to see the things you've done for us. Through the work of the cross and the things you say, we, we thank, thank you God. in Jesus' name. Yes, Amen. Father. Amen. Now, how many? How many of you know that Jesus' words are important? Amen. You know, Jesus doesn't waste words when he talks. He he always has something to say, and he, you know, we talk about sports or cooking or life or whatever, but he's always talking about real life things. But he also brings it about the kingdom of God. And there's a scripture in John chapter six, verse sixty three. And it says this, it is the spirit that quickeneth or make alive. It is the fl- the flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. When he speaks about they are spirit, it means that they're heavenly things, they're godly things, things of the kingdom, not things of this earth, but things of the kingdom. And when he speaks about that they are words of life, they are the things that will help you today and that give you a hope of tomorrow. And so it's important for us to to see that he has words of spirit and life. So as we talked a couple of weeks ago, what would be the the things that Jesus would say to his disciples on that last night? And he really talked about, I command you to love one another. And uh, so even on the cross, he has something to say. And all the pain that he went through, all the suffering that he had, the rejection of, of all the people, And yet he's thinking about us on the cross. His mind is still clear. His heart is right. They may beat his body, but they have not taken his mind or his spirit. Now, you understand something. Even though we're going through this COVID-19, it may affect your body, but it does not affect your heart or your spirit or your mind. Don't let it get to your mind. Remember what God has given to us in our heart and our spirit so in the, the first thing that he says on the cross and doesn't say how long he was there but he's on the cross he's nailed to the cross and in luke chapter 23 I have it. verse number 34 and we'll say that
0: then said jesus father forgive them for they know not what they do and then they parted his raiment
1: when we look at jesus on the cross so Is he speaking to the soldiers? Is he speaking to the priests? Who's he speaking to? Or or let me say this, who's he speaking about? Mm -hmm. Okay. And if his words are spirit and they are life, then they should actually uh, go beyond the circumstances. Yes. They become eternal. And how many times do you know that you've read this Bible, you open the Bible up, and all of a sudden it's speaking to you right now about your life or the situation you're in? So that tells us this this is a living word. It's not just 2,000 years old. It's a living word. And it'll carry us through all the times and seasons that's in our lives.
0: It is, it's eternal. Amen. You know, spirit is eternal. And then life is your natural life, your spiritual life. And uh, so it's ministering to all of us our whole being. Mm.
1: So and in, uh, in, in, in the eternal life, mm-hmm. everything that God takes us from here to yeah. there and through it all. Amen. And it also carries the words of spirit; that go to generation to generation. Uh, many times we, we think about it just stops here, but it, it doesn't. It goes further.
0: Continuous.
1: Right. Yes. And I think, too, that uh, as we look at this, uh, There's somebody in a commentary wrote this: and His hands were nailed; he couldn't reach out and touch anybody. No. His feet were nailed to the cross; he couldn't walk to somebody. But his voice, they could not shut up. No. They couldn't silence his voice, and in reality, it's his words that speak so much life. Yes. And so much power, and that's what I want you to understand, and all of us to understand, that the words of Jesus do not just deal with at at the moment, but they deal with all things that come through our life. The things that are prophetic words that are in the Old Testament, there were hundreds of years before Jesus came on the scene, were still valid because all of a sudden he's fulfilling all of these things. So we take a look at a couple of scriptures. So Isaiah uh, 53, 12, Ann has that.
0: Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong. Because he hath poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. Amen. So on the cross, he was praying for you. On the cross, he was praying for humanity. On the cross, he was praying for the thieves, for the soldiers. For his mother and his followers, all those that heard his voice, he was praying for them, and because he he said, "Father," and when you know when Jesus speaks, every all humanity, all of heaven hears. Amen. Praise the Lord. Only way not to hear Jesus is to shut your uh, spirit off, and as long as there's breath in you, there's spirit in
1: you. Amen. And Jesus words are are spiritual so they go beyond. They are supposed to also the truth. Yes. And they you, you know so you may not like the truth, but you can't deny the truth. No. You know, it's everything we want in our justice system, what they want is the truth, not a not an opinion, not a surmise. they want the truth and yes. that's what Jesus is always speaking about. Um so the question, who heard Jesus say these things?
0: All those all those around them.
1: Everybody. Could you imagine standing there and you've put Jesus on the cross and maybe you were one of the ones that said crucify him or maybe you're one of the followers who who one of the women that followed Jesus to the cross to see this event or the high priest or they're that that are saying one man's going to die for the nation and he hears him say father forgive them for they know not what they do. Those words are eternal words. They get yeah. down into you. You can you can walk away. You can deny it. But they can't leave you.
0: Right. And they still echo today. When sin blinds people mm. and deafens people. And uh, they, they don't even know why they do what they do many people. Uh, a lot of times you catch someone in a lie or stealing or whatever. And uh, why did you do this? And uh, I know I wanted to ask someone that question once. And uh, my husband says, they have no answer. They don't even know why. And that's probably how a lot of them people felt. You know, when he said, Father, forgive them, they probably wondered, why did we do this? They didn't even know why. But truth is like a light, it shines on you.
1: Right. Even Peter, on the day of Pentecost, He speaks to the to the thousands that were there on Pentecost and they said, You didn't even know what you did. You crucified the Lord of glory. You didn't even know it. And yet there's a salvation for you. You know, we we do a lot of things we don't know. We're looking for a reason. Why did you do a certain thing? There's no logical reason why somebody does something. Mm -hmm. They just do it. And the consequences come out. We all suffer those consequences. Yes. You know it's an amazing thing too, as we did some research here. There's no other place in the Bible that Jesus asked the Father to forgive anyone else. The reason being was Jesus had the authority to forgive on the earth. But now he's hung between heaven and earth. He's now interceding. He's asking the Father to forgive because of what he's doing for them, for us, for our lives. This is amazing that one man has turned things around. Go ahead. You got the next one there.
0: okay and what are people's primary need a lot of times people they uh, walk around and what they want is forgiveness mm-hmm. and uh, whether they admit it or not they want forgiveness and this is why most sins are done at night because they're trying to hide it and uh, there is no way to hide it but our Lord is here and he is ready to forgive he always his heart is to forgive but we must say it for you to hear the father forgive them we have to hear the words of jesus forgive them you know and, and then our next step is father forgive me
1: right and you know if jesus is saying father forgive them he's not holding anything against them. no i think that's really amazing that jesus is not holding things. if he's asking the father to forgive. Because, you know, as a father, if you're beating my son, I might come at you. Yes. If you crucified my I might come at you. But he's asking, Father, forgive them. Yes. So he's releasing them into the hands of God. And God sees his son's love and his son's sacrifice for them. He's going to walk in that forgiveness. In Matthew, uh, or excuse me, in Mark chapter, Matthew, excuse me, Matthew, Chapter 5, verse 44, uh, in the Sermon on the Mount, he says something here that is really opposite to what we feel in nature. He said, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. I don't know that I could love my enemies, and I don't know that i bless anybody that curses me. But I might get on the same level. That's what, that's what our nature is, get on the same level. It says, do good to them that hate you. That's probably one of the hardest things is do good to somebody that hates you. And pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. And that's what Jesus is now practicing. Mm -hmm. He's practicing what he preached. You know, I think the, the thing in our lives is that we have to show people that we're living out this salvation.
0: Yes, amen. Walking it out.
1: We ha- and, yeah, walk it out, live it out. we got to work at it. You know, it's not an easy thing. Uh, but, you know, to practice what you preach means that you're going to be tested. Yes. If you tell people to love their enemies, you're going to have some enemies that you're going to have to love. People are going to hate you, and you can't retaliate, you know. I look at our society, and it seems like sometimes there's just so much hatred for something or someone. It's almost unbearable. And uh, it, what, that, what good does it do to hate as a group? What good does it do? I think it just hurts ourselves. We have to come to the place to have peace inside of ourselves. So Jesus practiced what he preached. In John chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. There's a way that you and I need to walk. There's a way that we have to live. And there's a truth that you and I have to embrace. And it all comes from Jesus. He's teaching us to do things, to say things, to live things, that before Christ in our lives, it was absolutely impossible. Amen. It was impossible for us to uh, do those things. But we find that through Jesus Christ, I can do all things. Through Christ, who strengthens me. Amen. You know, there's some simple scriptures that you and I need to learn uh, to do. So, um, so you have a you have a question. So, what's a people's primary need?
0: We already did that. Oh, you did. That. It is for forgiveness,
1: right? So, the primary need for people is forgiveness. That's our mm-hmm. primary need. We have so many things that we think we need, but what we really need is forgiveness we need that power to, to have that stuff washed away out of our lives so that we can live. So when we look at Jesus, uh, and we have to see that Jesus is the fulfillment of a demonstration that actually happened in Exodus chapter 12. When the Passover was instituted in Egypt, God said this, God told Moses, kill a lamb, put the blood over the side post and the door post of your, of your house. And when I see the blood... I will pass over you. That is a type and a shadow of what Jesus Christ is doing for you and I. Not only on the cross, but what he does to us today. When we ask him to forgive us, he covers us with the blood. Sister Ann and I take communion every day. And in part of the communion, we drink the cup. And we ask God to cover our sins. Lord, you said when you see the blood, you'll pass over us. But we ask God to forgive us. We ask, we repent. If we've done something wrong, we said something wrong, we, we have a repentive heart. And God wants to pass over. He doesn't want to put judgment. So let the judgment be because of the blood of Christ. So today, Jesus becomes our Passover lamb. His blood was shed for our sins, not his sins.
0: Amen. He had no sin.
1: And, he, and we put it over our life. You know, sometimes there was an old song, I, I'm sorry, I can't remember the whole thing, but it, uh, we take it. Go to the the place where the blood of Jesus, its veins, emptied into a pool. I can't, I, I'm sorry, I forgot how it goes. But anyway, we want to be washed by His blood. Uh, when we ask Jesus to forgive us, it's His precious blood that covers our sins, and that's what you and I need to do. We ask God to forgive us, but I think that when we ask God, it's repentance changing our mind 180 degrees from where we were, yes. changing our thinking, and really asking God to Thank forgive us. Mm-hmm. So when he sees the blood, the blood of his son, over our lives, he passes over us. Amen. He passes judgment. Do you ever feel like God passed over you? Yes. How? In what, In what? Even in think, different things in your life, what do you think?
0: Well, as he forgives me, then he teaches me how to forgive myself. mm. And uh, That's that's a big thing because we know Jesus forgives us. We have no doubt there. Once we ask, we know he does. And then we learn to walk in his righteousness. But to stop and forgive yourself is a big step because some people walk with looking down all their life, and we can't do that. We must look up because our strength comes from the Lord. And especially these days, you walk around, you see so many people looking down. And I know many have the phone in their hands. But besides that, uh, we have to look up because our strength is in the Lord. And that's how we're going to get through everything. And uh, his joy is our strength. So we have to remember that and keep our joy in the Lord so that we may be strong. And uh, our God is so faithful, oh, so amen. faithful. Amen. Uh, every day, you know, every day, uh, he's right there when you get up in the morning. Good morning, Jesus. He says, good morning. You know, he's there with you. You're never, ever, ever alone. There's times my husband goes on the mission field, and I'm in the house. So all the kids are married and in other houses. And, and so... Uh, I I just know I'm not alone. Jesus is there. And I never feel that loneliness that so many people talk about. And I just thank the Lord because he loves us. Amen. And in that forgiveness, we tap into his love. And to feel his love, nobody can love you like Jesus. Amen. Nobody. There's a lot of songs about that. His love is faithful. His love is sure. And his love is true. Amen. Amen.
1: When Jesus was on the cross, you know, we we go through trials in our lives and like Ann said, we, we walk around with our head down because we, you know, been hurt by somebody, we're disappointed, whatever the case is. Jesus never hung his head on the cross until he died. He was looking at to the needs of the people, he was looking to heaven for the strength to go through, remembering the promises of God. He 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 was he was observant of everything that was going on. It never took him uh, by surprise. It, it it was there, and you know it's, it's important for us to understand that no matter what we're going through, we need to pick our head up, look up into the the hills from which our help cometh. Yes, you know. Uh, we talk about this, too. It's in Hebrews. It says that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. Amen. So Jesus shed his blood for us. In the Old Testament, was it was the atonement of the Lamb that covered our sins. And today, it's the, it's the shedding of Jesus' blood for remission of sin. That's a great message. It's a brand-new message to the New Testament, remission of sins, because it was never done before. It was only an atonement. You still carried it, but you're covered for today. I want to have remission. I want to have removal of the guilt and the consciousness of it. I want to have that, that pain of it gone, and it's gone because of Jesus, his love. You know, when somebody's hurt, if somebody, if your child gets hurt, you pick them up and you embrace them, right? Yes. So when we get hurt in the Lord, when we're, we're hurt by something we did, Jesus embraces us. And his love for us just kind of heals the wound. Yes. It brings peace to us.
0: Well, it's the same as when you kiss your child's boo boo and then they go running off. You
1: know? <laughs> yeah, they feel better.
0: Uh, yeah, it's better.
1: The love of a mother or father. So the, even though Jesus was suffering excruciating pain, uh, he was despised, he was rejected, he was hated. Nevertheless, he cried, Father, forgive them. This is the power and the triumph of his redeeming love. In 1 Corinthians 13. We're going to close with this. It's actually through the chapter. It says, Love suffers long, and love is kind. Love bears all things. Love endures all things. And an addendum that I'll give you, even the cross. His love suffered through the cross. He's kind through the cross. He bore all our sins on that cross. Yes. He endured. Do you understand what it means to endure the pain, the shame, the ridicule, the guilt of sin of him never sinning? You know, it's one thing we feel that's right. Even the thieves said, you know, we were suffering for our, what we've done. He's not done anything. And they had a right to suffer, they had a reason to suffer. Jesus didn't have one. He He endured all things. He even endured the cross because on the other side he saw you and me. He saw what we could become through him.
0: And he paid the price.
1: He paid the price for us. That's the most important thing that God has given to us. So as we understand some of these sayings that Jesus had on the cross, these seven sayings, they are powerful things. He did not mix words. He didn't waste words. He says words that were full of spirit and full of life and full of truth. Yes. And they're for you and I.
0: Amen.
1: Amen. Well, we just want to say we miss you guys. And so if you have yes. any comments or you have any questions, please write us at the email at newbeginnings517 at verizon.net and uh, send them to us. Let us know how you're doing. We want to keep track of you. and. Keep care of you. Uh, again, this Friday there will be a giveaway here at the church uh, in the parking lot for food. It's starting at four o'clock until we run out. But uh, we've been a blessing. It was nice last week. That we were able to give so much to so many people, and uh, we just thank God for the opportunity to do yes. that. And I know it's really taken a, a opportunity for a lot of people to come out of their shells to help somebody else. So we need to remember that. You know, we might be in a quarantine, so to speak. But you're not in jail. You're not in prison. You can get out. And you gotta, sometimes you've got to go past that doorway. Even though there's fear out there, let's not be afraid of something like that. Let's, let's go forward in what God has. We'll still be careful and do the things necessary, but we'll do that. Okay? Yes. Sister Ann, would you pray for us?
0: Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this word, Lord. Thank you that it's going out. And, Lord Jesus, I pray that it just take root in a lot of people, Lord, and you reveal unto them how much you love them, Lord. I thank you for your love. In your name, Jesus, comfort the people, Lord. Comfort them, Lord, and get us all through this time and bring us all back together, Lord Jesus, that we can be the family that you've called us to be the family of God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray, Lord, and we lift your name up, Lord. Amen. You
1: know, there's an old song that says, what a day that will be when my Jesus I see you. What a day that will be when I see your face again <laughs> without a mask on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. God bless yeah. you. Love you. Wave. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>